Hi friend, this episode we get into some really practical tips around taking care of your body and you. So I hope you enjoy it. Make sure to listen to all the words and everything in between. And also it's time for the monthly calm reset. Make sure you sign up over at recoverlikeamother.com forward slash reset. Okay. I'll see you there. Let's get into the episode. All right. Today we are talking with Stephanie May Potter. I'm so excited to have her on the show. She is really special in the work that she does. Well, every guest that I bring on here is special. They're specialized. And the reason is because when I look at somebody, when I'm working with somebody in my practice, there's so many parts to the human, right? There's so many parts. You can have a doctor, but they're not going to know everything. I mean, that's my take on it. So I like to have different practitioners come in and kind of uh, dig deep into certain areas. And today we're going to talk to Stephanie about the liver and sugar and, you know, how do those work in the body and how do they get you, uh, what do they have anything to do with being calm? Right? So let's get into the show. Jump in with me, Stephanie. Welcome. Thank you so much, Lane. Um, I'm so excited to be here and I just really appreciate being a guest. On yeah. your podcast. I'm so glad. Where where are you calling in from? So I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh my God. And snow. it's a heat wave today. It's oh. gonna be 20 and I think 30 by Sunday, but that's a heat wave here. So oh my goodness, <laughs> no. We've had a like almost three week cold stretch wow. below zero temps. And wow. So yeah. What do you keep like, what are you doing these days? I mean, here we are into this pandemic, what, almost a year. What do you do to keep yourself sane these days? Oh gosh, that's a good question, Lane. I get outside every day. Mm, So mm -hmm. even in these freezing cold temps, I'm actually, I created a 30 day community, um, get outside walking challenge with my Instagram followers. And it's this group of women and we're all messaging each other every day because I believe that movement in nature and sun, even if it's zero degrees mm-hmm. has, it has a calming effect on us yes. and it can really help regulate hormones yes. and we can breathe. And I really encourage people to even get outside without a device mm-hmm. or, you know, I love listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. but it's nice just to be with your own thoughts too, yeah. or bring it, get a friend. And it's a great activity to do during this pandemic. So, so good. getting outside and moving every day is hands down what has, yeah. Um, created some calm and sanity in my life. So good. Yeah. I tell a lot of my clients just to get outside and look at trees or get outside and look at grass or find a flower and just stare at it and stare at it for like a minute. Right. Just focus. And a lot of times people, people just have a struggle doing that. It's like, but you need that, my friend. I agree. Yeah. So I want to share uh, you with our listeners and share kind of how you've come into this place in your life. You're being calm, but there was a lot of work to get here. So let's hear a little bit of your background story and what brought you to becoming this health practitioner that helps women turn their lives around. Yes. Well, thank you for asking. So I am actually a recovering CPA. That's a certified public accountant and super busy. Yes. A recovering caffeine and sugar addict. So it's really appropriate that we're going to talk about sugar turned into a holistic health coach. So, you know, I spent almost 18 years in the corporate world 
work hard, play hard was my motto. I used lack of sleep as a badge of honor. I always thought I was healthy and I was into health, but it was really an unhealthy relationship with food, mm-hmm. kind of jumping onto whatever bandwagon diet, mm-hmm. always trying to lose weight and using food and caffeine and sugar and alcohol as a way to like get through those stressful, busy times and skipping workouts from lack of sleep. And I would just say, going back to my childhood, you know, where a lot of this stems from, my life was anything but calm. And I won't get into all that today, but calm would not be a word that you would describe, you know, my house. Um, And then I, we moved to Minnesota. We're not from here originally, 10 years ago. And I just had my third child who was a baby, like four months old at the time. And I think the perfect storm of moving, the third Mm -hmm. child, we were moving somewhere, we didn't have any family or friends. And then I started my job two weeks later, I transferred, was a perfect storm for this like, you know, a lot of anxiety, which had always, I've always kind of run pretty anxious. And as much as I knew, my intuition was telling me that Minnesota was a great place for us. And this was ultimately where we were gonna raise our family. It was a really hard first year or two And, you know, I went on anti-anxiety medicine and uh, I ended up finding someone more in the naturopathic space who introduced me to gut health and told me, you don't, you don't need these medicines. And I'm not trying to say you shouldn't, should or should not be on because a lot of people absolutely should. Um, But I was able to calm digestive issues and skin and eczema issues that had persisted for, you know, two decades. And I focused on gut health and he was the one that kind of was like, what do you want to do? I always was always trying to figure out what I wanted to do when I grew up, um, even as an adult. And he encouraged me and ultimately I found health coach and I quit my job at the age of 40 and I went back to school and I went through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and then I subsequently did hormone health training and I'm an integrative health practitioner now. And I love empowering and motivating driven women to reseek and find their ultimate, you know, sense of joy, a sense of calm, help them feel comfortable in their own skin. My approach is very holistic. It's not all about the food. It's about sleep and breathing and um, your environment and your relationships and just your overall lifestyle. And while food does play a big role in your health, it's not the only factor. And sometimes stress in an unsatisfying career could be driving your health, you know, issues more than the food that you're on your plate. Yeah. I, I want to, I'm going to just pause right there because I feel like there's so many women right now, right. In this situation that we're all living through where they're managing kids, managing houses, managing careers, and there's like no out for them. Right. right. And so as two of us who are doing this as well. Right. And you're like a professional, like you have the tools. I want you to share real quick, just so we can give her something that she can do today to kind of get out of that overwhelm. Because I know, again, just think three kids and think maybe they're under the age of 10. Holy cow. Right. And she has a full-time job. What would you share with her right now? to kind of like bring her nerves down? Just one thing. I think breathing. (laughs) Yes. I I mean, honestly, 
the breath is so powerful. And when we're in that fight or flight mode, which is what most of us are actually running around in, you know, you can start talking about your adrenals, but you are in that sympathetic nervous system when you are in fight or flight. We should not, our bodies did not evolve to be in that running from a bear mode all the time because it can't do its job. Our bodies are like supercomputers. They're awesome, you know, machines, if you will. They do so much for us, but when we don't listen to our body. So the breath has so has such an amazing ability to get us out of the fight or flight and into the parasympathetic nervous system, into that rest and relaxation. And so taking five deep belly breaths, I mean, one minute, it doesn't need to be a meditation for a 45 minutes or an hour. That's very overwhelming. You know, tell that to a busy mom of three yeah. and you know what she'll tell you. I mean, no way. Right. right? So one minute yeah. and just think about what you need. We have to mm-hmm. focus and prioritize self-care. Yeah. So I was just thinking about your story and you had your last kiddo at the age of 40. No, it was no. like 36, almost 37. Okay. So later yeah. in life, no, a little later, yeah. right. I had my last, my last and only <laughs> in my forties. So uh, late as well. And there's something about that later experience, right? Do you feel that you were more prepared, more ready, more relaxed, or was it just as uh, awakening and new? And I mean, I know it was your third, but with age, things change in our body and how we see things. Was there, was there a difference? I absolutely think I was more relaxed and just not as, not as worried or concerned having gone through the, the first two. I think it was more like the culmination of the move that was going on at the exact same time. That yeah. probably was more stressful than having, you know, having the third kid. Yeah. The move, death, divorce, right. These are the things that put us right over the edge. Holy cow. Yeah. I, I, I moved. Uh, a couple of years ago, my son was four and I thought, oh man, I, I'm going to lose it every, I'm going to lose every ounce of my brain here. <laughs> yes. Oh, I know. Right. Absolutely. I, I don't, I think we underestimate the yeah. impact that these changes have. And it wasn't until I actually went and was at a therapist and she pulled up the list of like the top 10 stressors. Yep. And I had just experienced like two or three of them. Yeah. So she's like, it's normal for you to be feeling this way. Right. And we don't, as women, we're like doers, right? We get things done. So when somebody says, oh, this is a kind of a big deal. We're like, nah, not, not, we got it. No problem. But I love that your doctor actually said like, wait a minute, let's hold back and let's reevaluate. And so from that point, you kind of did a deep dive into your health. It sounds like, and you became this practitioner and now you're helping ladies. And one of the questions that I often get is like, well, Lane, I want to, I want to be calm. I want to live this really, you know, relaxed life, but I don't want to give up my coffee. I don't want to give up my glass of wine. I don't want to give up my morning donut, like what, whatever it may be. Right. So what do you, what do you share with her about that? Yeah. I I'm love- sure you have that question, right? <laughs> All the time. And my response is you don't have to give anything up. Yay. Because at the end of the day, when for most of us, when you tell, when you take things away and you tell people that they can't have the coffee or can't have the donut, 
they may do that for a few days or even a few weeks. At some point, they're just going to rebel and be like, give me my damn coffee. So my approach is actually one where we add things to your diet, to your routine. So maybe it's before you have the cup of coffee, drink a big glass of warm water with lemon in the morning. And before you reach for that donut in your office, or, you know, now I guess we're not, we're not in offices anymore, but, or your kid snack or whatever it is, take a deep breath. Am I really hungry? Or, you know, again, drink some tea or drink a glass of water, because a lot of times those cravings are being driven by our bodies dehydrated or we're not well nourished. So it's all about moderation too. I don't believe in any sort of strict diet because everyone is different. You know, concept is bio-individuality. And so every, some people don't do well with coffee and let's work to figure out why. And maybe you decide you only drink coffee a couple times a week because you realize and recognize for yourself that you feel better without it. So I think what, what I love seeing, I see this all the time and I don't ever tell anyone not to do anything. They just stop drinking the Diet Coke. And they're like, you know what? I had it and it tasted awful. So when your body starts to absorb all the nutrients and more whole foods, it thrives. It feels better. You have better energy. You're sleeping better. Your digestion is better. And then you just stop craving those other things. So it's crowding out the, you know, the junk or the processed food, whatever it is, so that you don't feel like you're being deprived and you actually crave maybe the smoothie or a a different food. And again, not to say you shouldn't have it. I absolutely enjoy chocolate and all those things. Um, I also think there are better, I love educating women too, that there are some better options. So, you know, one chocolate bar from the next chocolate bar is not necessarily the same. And so we make like slow swaps and then they're like, oh, I really liked the 80% dark chocolate. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you tried uh, Lactino? I have not. Okay. This pro tip, it's a, well, they have pancake mix. They have, uh, chocolate, they have sugar. They have, it's, it's like a keto. It's like monk fruit. fruit? Oh, I have it. I have a lot of them. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is one of the things that I've switched out. Right. And my son, you know, like get off the sugar, like let's get rid of the shit. Let's just start there. Let's like start eliminating some of this that we keep putting into our body. And so now one of the things that I do for him and for myself is that I'll start the day, not start the day, but I'll have a Lactino little, uh, hot chocolate, right. With water. And I just, I love it. I I don't feel deprived. Say that again. I have that in my pantry and I just bought it and I haven't used it yet. So I'm going to go have it. Yes. Yeah. And you don't need that much because it's so, it's so rich, but you know, if you wanted to mix it into, you know, your yogurt, right? Like there's so many things that you can start playing with it again, because we're trying to eliminate things that kind of cause more stress in the body and sugar being one of them. I love that tip. And I love that you are caring for ladies and one thing that I want to find out from you is, you know, we, we get caught in these habits and we're not going to deprive anybody. So how do we start making different choices? Right? Like what are, what are here? Here we go. What are your top three goals right now? You personally, 
Me personally, to live a calm life. Yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, honestly, that's a struggle for me is just being present every day with my kids, mm-hmm. right? And setting boundaries, because as you know, as an entrepreneur, it's yep. very, and, and this, in this pandemic environment, the computer and the work is always there. So that for me had striking continual journey to find that balance with work and life and family. It's, it's, it's meditation for me. I'm in the middle of, or towards the end of a 200 hour yoga certification program. And it's a very holistic approach. And there's a lot of meditation and calming exercises. And I'm really loving that. So I'm just, a goal is incorporating more of that on a daily basis. Was that two, I guess? So your one goal is having more calm, like more calm in your life. Yay. Being more (laughs) present with your kids. Mm -hmm. Right. So how are you doing that? This phone right here, this device, it's like (laughs) shutting it down, you know, throwing it away, not having it at the dinner table. Cause you know, I'll be taking like pictures of food that I make and I'm posting them and I share a lot of that. And so it's easy for this phone to creep into my family time because I'm sharing on social media. And so for me, that's a, something I'm really working on. Mm-hmm. Okay. One more, one more yes. goal that you're working on. One more goal. Gosh, there's so many. I mean, journaling is always, cause I kind of go on and off the wagon with journaling. Yeah. And I started in January with like a daily gratitude practice. It just, you know, it doesn't have to be a page or two or journaling doesn't have to be this like long activity. It's just a couple thoughts. And I like doing it at the end of the day because I like really being grateful. And then it helps calm my mind at night so that I can sleep and hopefully not wake up with the running to-do list. Like so many women, oh, um, so many women that's, do. That's a must. I'm all about, all three of those are great goals to have. So I, I want to get into this idea of, that was my dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to get into this idea of how to help her our listener, break free, because I know that sugar is such a, it's evil, you know, and it's, it's, it's in everything, right? I mean, it's really in everything. So I want to kind of provide some insight, some tools and guidance. Can we do that for her right now? Absolutely. This is such a great topic. I love I love talking about sugar and you're right. It is an addictive substance. So there are studies looking at cocaine and looking at, you know, done on rats and looking at your brain, your dopamine levels on cocaine versus sugar. And it's the same. And there are, you know, cocaine, previously cocaine addicted rats will prefer sugar two to one over the cocaine. So this is real. So, you know, I want everyone to just like take a pause and say, it's not me. It's not my lack of willpower. This is an addictive substance. And it's so hard because like 60 to 80% of it we find in our grocery stores and on the shelves contain some form of added sugar. Okay. 60 to 80%. And I've read different things. So I'm using that very wide range. It's probably 70 to 80. Yeah. Know, I, I, I was just thinking about all the different types that, you know, you, they, mm, yes. right. That you don't really know it's sugar but it's it's a fructose and yes, it's not just sugar. There's over 55 names. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. You look at the ingredients. You're like, there's no sugar in it. There's no corn syrup. (laughs) Exactly. Which is why the new labels that are slowly making their way out there have added sugar, which is very helpful. So 
tips and tricks. So one, it's just you recognizing that it's not, it's not you and your inability to control and say no to the sugar, right? So I love, I mean, cravings are a huge, cravings are real and we shouldn't Oh no. miss the craving. So I have so many women that say, I just, wait, Stephanie. Okay. So go back to cravings are real. I lost you. There you go. Yes. So cravings are real and we shouldn't demonize cravings because honestly, cravings are your body's main way to communicate with you. So when you have cravings first, you should ask yourself these questions, you know, are you dehydrated? So very often we haven't had enough water. How much water should someone drink? Well, half your body weight um, in ounces every single day. Have I had enough nourishing foods? You know, think about what you ate throughout the day. Did you eat a rainbow of fruits and vegetables or have you, has everything kind of looked brown, you know, like breads and other processed foods? <laughs> How's your sleep? Are you just tired? Um, are you bored? I think so many times the boredom, stress, and habits are a huge driver in cravings. Boredom so it's really is, yeah, that is a killer. Especially right now. Some people yeah. are really bored. Yeah. Right. So I always like to have people ask those questions and really dive and we go through all these, you know, in more detail. Um, and then it's, these are simple tips. They're not easy. That's where, you know, that's where I come in. That's why I work with people. But the tips that I suggest are, well, let's say drinking more water and reducing your caffeine. So it's not eliminating caffeine. I drink, I drink some coffee. I drink green tea and other teas every single day but it's just reducing that consumption because it's, they are, they can be pretty de dehydrating. Adding in more fruits and vegetables and all those good things in the produce section, you know, we tell our kids eat a rainbow, but adults, same, same guidance and tip goes for them as well. And, you know, sticking to less processed grains. I am not, like I said, I don't prescribe to any one diet. So I'm not going to say don't eat grains at all, but you know, eat them in their whole form you know, quinoa, rice, farro, all those um, minimally processed grains. Making sure, one of the biggest tips is making sure that all your meals are balanced. And so by balanced, it, there's healthy fat. So I, a lot of us, you know, in this sort of age spent years probably eating fat-free and we thought fat was bad. And then Hopefully by now, I think everyone knows we need more healthy fats. Our brain needs fats. Our hormones as women need fats. Oh, so, so much. Right? Yeah. This is, and this so, comes up all the time. Yes. And so he, eating protein, a healthy fat and clean protein and fiber at every meal, even your snacks should be kind of focused around those components. So I love doing smoothies. I think smoothies are just a great way to get a really balanced, easy meal, that easy to digest because it's liquid. So I do that almost every single day for breakfast and lots of greens. I mean, you can put yes. as many vegetables in there as you want. My, my son, I can't just keep it to my son. We get this service. What is it called? They, they deliver us smoothies and I will literally make him a smoothie every day. I'm trying to find what it is the daily, daily harvest. harvest. Oh, I've done that a lot. Daily harvest. Yes. We get, we get them delivered and he asks for the smoothie, right? It has the spinach in it, right? It, ha it has all the goods. Mm -hmm. And I dump in some extra essential fatty acids, this liquid boop. So he gets that. 
And then I like, he drinks it. And then I drink the leftover. <laughs> I just can't believe it. <laughs> and now you're encouraging me. I'm like, well, maybe I need to get my own smoothies. Yes. Well, right? I thought, you know, I can share some smoothie recipes for all of yes. uh, the listeners. It gets we'll, hard, Stephanie. It yeah. gets hard thinking about like, you know, how much spinach is going to be good with the strawberries. And then how much, you know, like chia seeds do I need to put in and how much, like, you know, sometimes my, my yes. son's like, no, I'm not drinking that. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I get that all the time with my kids. Now they're very picky and they make their own smoothies and yeah. Yeah. We would love wow. any, any smoothie love. Yes. We'll take you up on that. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, on my website, I have lots of smoothies because I am such a fan and lots of other recipes. So it's just stephaniemaypotter.com. Um, so I think that's just a great way because it's the cravings are all tied to, you know, being nutrient um, deficient, a nutrient deficiency aspect yeah. when we have these cravings. And so I want to just pause right there because so many of my clients have, you know, they're coming off of coming off of things. And, you know, there's a lot of gut inflammation and gut challenges. And so I'm thinking that the smoothies would be really great for them. Right. I'm also thinking there might be, if they start taking care of their gut, right. Serotonin's going to change. Everything's going to start to change. So let's like, let's talk about that for a minute. What would you, let's share maybe one or two things that you would implement what are you doing today to help your gut? Cause I know it's a daily thing, right? Cause we can go off like sideways in two days. If we eat like a cheeseburger or something, we're like, I'm not going to deprive myself of this cheeseburger. And then that cheeseburger, boom, messes up the gut for a week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that you said that because I want people to not be afraid to have the cheeseburger. I think the biggest thing is not to beat yourself up over a choice that maybe you weren't proud of to enjoy the cheeseburger because there's nothing worse than having the meal and then beating yourself up. And then you go into the spiral. Well, I already like blew it this weekend or Friday night. So I might as well just like, you know, toss in the towel for the whole weekend. It's wake up the next day, be thankful for and grateful for your meal. Hopefully you enjoyed it in the company of friends and family or someone, you know, even just a calm environment and then reset the next day with the smoothie. So that's, I think the biggest thing. Did I lose you again? But as far as sugar plays a big role. Yeah. Sugar plays a really big role because the bad bacteria in your gut loves sugar and you need to just, you know, feed the, feed your gut, all the goodies that it needs. Right. And, you know, including like onions and garlic, some people do well with fermented foods, some not. So it's really very specific to the individual, but just a rainbow of vegetables, you know, getting in leafy greens. I cannot emphasize that enough including like broccoli and bok choy and cruciferous vegetables and all, I mean, there's so many vegetables, potatoes, sweet potatoes. So that's really just eating whole foods and avoiding sugar, honestly. And that, that sounds easy and it's not for a lot of people. So it's Stephanie, it's not, No, it's not because the gut. Okay. Let's just talk about, let's just talk about how many millions and billions of bugs are in the gut. Mm -hmm. They're winning. Every day they're winning and they are going to get fed. They are going to send a signal up to your brain that says, go ahead and drink that Starbucks crappuccino, right? It's going to (laughs) happen. Yes. Like those bugs are so powerful. 
So I think this is where we get into like doing a liver detox, right? Really changing not only the liver, like liver, but changing the microbiome very slowly and with, with instruction being very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, precise. I, I just like intentional, intentional. Yeah. Very intentional with changing the, for lack of the bugs, you know, changing their environment, right? Like you have to change them. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes a reset, you know, I believe in like a, I don't want to say a slow, a slow approach, but making small changes so that it's not overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, literally sometimes it's could just be drinking more water and, you know, maybe trying a smoothie for breakfast, like very small, sustainable, very small goals so that they become sustainable. So that's how I work with a lot of people. It just depends on where they're at. Cause I meet my client where they're at. Some people are at different points on their wellness journey and can handle more, but I do like a liver detox for a reset. And why? Because our liver is the primary organ that has to get rid of all the toxins in our body. And, you know, now it's not just toxins that we eat that end up in our gut, but it's the toxins in our skin. You know, our skin's our largest organ. So all the products that you put on your skin, including laundry detergent, right? And then, you know, things that you breathe in through our environment. So there's a lot that we can control through our food and even the products on our skin, but there's a lot of things in our environment that we can't control. So I'm a big fan and I run this through my podcast business a seven day liver detox and run it quarterly. And why? Cause it's a good reset. It allows um, your body to more efficiently than detoxify all the, get rid of all the toxins that are in there. And a lot of people just don't realize over time, the buildup of these toxins, you know, and it can be like allergies and skin issues. It could be digestion and gut yeah. issues, brain fog, oh. hormonal imbalance, inability to lose weight. I mean, the list goes on and on. And we've just had so much success. I have personally, yeah. and there's just a, a great community of support, which I think yeah. is helpful. I love, it's one of my favorite things to do are liver detoxes. I, I get so much relief, you know, like after I had my son, I had that little pooch down there, right? Little, yeah. I was like, oh my, <laughs> we, we all have that. My perfect stomach, my flat abdomen is gone. Right. I started doing these, you know, maybe every six months I'll do a liver detox boom, that little pooch gone. And I feel so good, but my skin changes as well. And Stephanie, guess what time it is. It's time to do a liver detox. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be doing it with you, sister. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, I am pro liver detox. You guys, I have talked about this before. The importance of that organ is I mean, it really, it is everything. It is foundational. I'm actually bringing in peptides this time when I do my detox. So I'm going to be sharing about that. I'm really excited about it. I don't know if you work with peptides as well. It's not part of my liver detox. There's, it's, there's a kit and then there's okay. also support and recipes Perfect. and all that Perfect. good stuff. Love yep. it. Oh my yes. gosh. So I want to know what's your perfect day, Stephanie. Oh gosh. What's that look like? Yes. I wake up without an alarm. Yes. The sun is shining. I can get outside and move my body and kind of do my morning ritual, just setting an intention for the day in calm. I like to be waking up before everyone so that there's calm in my house. And if I get that time for myself, like an hour, 
even or an hour and a half, ideally in a perfect world, that just sets me up for the rest of the day. And then, you know, my, my family is really important to me. And so spending time, being able to cook with them, have a meal, have a long meal where we're not rushed mm-hmm. with great conversation is, you know, I think there's something to be said about the power of cooking and food and conversation. And that really just brings me joy and fills yeah. me up. Yeah. There's something about, we have always sat at the table with our son, every meal, like every dinner, that's like a thing. And I, so many families don't do that. Right. And, and I'm not shaming or saying the poo poo on that, but that is one of the, my husband, it's my husband. He's like, we are sitting down and we are all having family dinner tonight. I'm like, I'm tired of this, but he's like, this is what we're doing. And I just, I just love it so much because there is something about that time that I'll never, I'll never get it again. Right. And it's, it's a time for us to just come together and connect because we're just so busy in our own little micro lives. Oh, I totally understand that. Absolutely. So it's just simple stuff. I think this pandemic too has made me appreciate and realize the importance of that family time. And if we don't have it for three or four nights, I kind of get a little like (laughs) fancy and I'm like, we need a family dinner. And I have to like, look at the calendar and like schedule it in. (laughs) So yeah. We are coming up on the end of our chat, but I, I, I'm like, I could just talk to you all day. Uh, (laughs) I know this is so fun. Do you have any habits that you're trying to break? Oh, oh yeah. There's one habit where I'm like, <laughs> this is like almost embarrassing. Come on now, but Stephanie. I will, I will yell from one room to the next for my kids to like come downstairs or, you know, they're like all in their bedrooms now all the time. Uh-huh. And I just get, I get annoyed with that. So I will yell for them to come down and I need to like go in the room and talk yeah. to them mm-hmm. in person and not be yelling from the kitchen because I'm too busy cooking and they're all, you know, doing their right. thing in the bedrooms. Right. Yeah. And that's also, I mean, one, I know for me, because I'm constantly, ah, you know, right. It just raises that like energy, that kind of like yes. anxiousness in the household. Right. Yes. So I, yes. I'm kind of that same way where I, now I'm walking, we have three, we're three stories, right. So I'm having to walk up and down all the flights of stairs, luxury problem. I understand that, but it really brings the energy of the house down, right. It just calms the elements. Mm-hmm. So yes. beautiful. I love, I love that you're breaking that habit. Thank you for sharing well, I'm, that. I'm trying. It's, yeah. Yes. Well, it's I'm just trying. like a daily practice, right? It's like, absolutely. We're just trying it. We're just trying it. So good. <laughs> I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. You've shared so many great tips and I know that our listeners going to appreciate you and they're going to want to go find you. So where should they do that? And to get that yeah. smoothie book or smoothies, Yes. So my website is stephaniemaypotter.com. So that's S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-M-A-Y-P-O-T-T-E-R.com. And you can go on there and get the recipe book. There's also just individual recipes that are in there. There's a tab you can see. I'm on Instagram where I hang out the most, although I am on Facebook too. I'm Stephanie May Potter. That's my handle. Same, same on Facebook. And then I also co-host a podcast. And it's called the Art of Living Well podcast. It's really all about motivating and inspiring people to find their art of living well through lots of different, lots of different areas of your life. Love it. And yeah, I think that's so good. Okay. We're going to leave off with saying thank you for being with us. 
And I know that everybody who's listening is going to try a smoothie. I'm putting out the challenge right now. I love it. We're going to, we're going to have a smoothie and then we're going to send it out to Instagram, right? That's what we're going to do. That's going to be the challenge for this episode. Everybody make a smoothie, tag it. Stephanie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Lane, for having me. All right. I will see you next time. May you find something bright, something light, and something so delicious that it fills you up to be you. Take good care. Wasn't that a great episode? I'm so glad you listened. Thanks for hanging out and make sure to make a smoothie. Okay. Till next time. Take good care.